The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Log into MyBookie now and get yourself a 50% deposit bonus up to $3,000 simply by using the promo code SGP50. With MyBookie.ag, it couldn't be more simple. You play, you win, you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also sponsored by Oddshark. Head over to Oddshark now to get free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff. You'll also find the latest odds for every big game and fight from all the major online sportsbooks and casinos and betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. So head over to www.oddshark.com and give them a follow on Twitter at Oddshark. <laughs> You guys are listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. We are coming off landing another lock last week to take us to 20 and 6. Tottenham cruised past Cardiff. We also had a winning double over at lockbetting.com where we added Tottenham and Arsenal together. We also landed our underdog with Burnley winning against Huddersfield. Huddersfield looks certain to go down now, as I've been saying all season. It is FA Cup week here on the EPL show. We will be covering all of the games from round three where the minnows will be going up against the big guns, which is going to offer us a lot of interesting lines and betting opportunities. A lot of the big guns may rest players here, which is going to give us an opportunity to either go against them or see if they are able to come through with weakened sides and qualify for next round of the FA Cup. But before I do that, I'm going to switch up the order of the show this week and I'm going to start with the NFL because this week it is the wild card round. I did not go on a sports gambling podcast this week and give my lock dog tease because I'm going to give the NFL extra time on the show this week here on the EPL show. And at this time, let me introduce my Dirty Sheets colleague, Mr. Cav Manning. Hey now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's soccer for, for you guys, and and this is what you call a football. So there's no, there's no, yes. the, the, but there's no, it's not played with your feet, as which I always say. Yeah, you know what? I always think, yeah, what would this be called otherwise? You couldn't call it handball. I don't even know what you would call it. It would be called um, catch throw pig. <laughs> you call it pigskin? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's throwing catch, man. That, yeah, let's play catch. <laughs> that's that's the game you lot came up with. Is throwing catch. Um, yeah, and it's the greatest game ever. It's so simple. Throwing oh, you love he's loving it, he's, he's loving it now because his team is still playing in the new year. <laughs> and, I can't uh, believe it. I don't even know what to do with myself. 
Why well, do you think it lasts more than this week? Well, we we wanna actually we'll get to it at the end. Let's run chronologically. Let's sure. let's not make this into a into a, a form of what we do on our show, which is just go all over yeah. the place. So we're gonna try and formatize this and keep it more organized here. So we we'll start off with that Texans Colts game. Every fucking man and his dog, every expert is giving this game to the Colts because they're coming um, coming to this into form. Um, the line is plus one to the Colts, which doesn't mean anything. Um, doesn't mean anything in an NFL game. Plus one. I've never really seen a game settled by a point. So um, how are you going with this one? Do you think this team are being disrespected again like they pretty much have been all season? <laughs> like no one's no one's even paid attention to them. Uh, or, do, or do you think this line, um, or do you think the people, not the line, but do you think the people are correct here just going with the Colts? I think that it is uh, very much disrespectful. They are at home. They reeled off a ton in a row here. It was like 13 in a row. And uh, the Colts barely slipped in there. Sure, they, they do have the better quarterback when it comes down to it. It's 10 in a but, row. Uh, they won 10 in a row, and then they lost. Yeah, so it's... Uh, you know what? I would give it to them to win this. I, I think that... Um, they can get this done. They're at home, which I think if the Colts were home, it would be a different story. But they're on the road. It's uh, Luck's first year back. They, they've been in the playoffs now for already a week because last week was considered a playoff game as far as I'm concerned. Uh, they had to get in, and they did it on the road too. But that was against uh, a Titans or you know, middle of the road at best. So I would give, uh, I'd give the edge to, to the uh, Houston Texans in this one. Yeah, Houston's Houston Texans already lost to them in the season. Uh, the, the Colts were the team that ended this run. Um, it's a it, it, it for me. It's a difficult one to call. I, I mean, watching the way the Colts played last week against the Titans, they are playing that that playoff football. The defense is playing well, and um, as I said to you on our show, they had that seven minute drive to score a touchdown which is how you want to play the mix of the mix of the run the run and the run and the throw and they have they have the ability to do both later on when we get to Baltimore you have a team that can't really do that so much but um, yeah they're, they're very versatile in all areas they're, they're kind of good at everything but not good I don't think good enough to win the Super Bowl but I think they're good enough to win here I can see why everybody's picking them they're, they're quite hot team nine wins out of ten and, um, and yeah I think I do think that they'll win this game it's not my favourite bet though definitely not it's, it's, it's interesting that um, the Houston the Texans started their run by beating the Colts and the Colts stopped the run by beating the Texans what do you think of stats like uh, the ATS on this is 7-2-1 and one to the road team when these two play. Uh, you know, when, when it comes down to, it's like, with division, it's very weird because you see someone so often and I don't think it really matters when you go to their place or not because you're kind of used to it. It's not some new, like, oh, I've never, you know, seen this place, a place so crazy or whatever. Um, and you know each other very, very well. So that kind of thing doesn't really uh, do too much. I think it's when you don't see somebody often. Um, like if it was Bears and uh, Vikings, it'd be a little different because they know each other very, very well. But um, so since they know each other, I kind of throw those kind of things out the window. 
I like the under on the, I like the under in this game. It's got a high total. It's got the highest total of the entire weekend at 49 points. I think that might come under. I, I don't think these two are going to score as many as that. I think we're going to get a taste of what the difference is between playoff football and regular football when as soon as it starts by having a game go under immediately. I'm, I'm just checking that. That total seems really high, but that is actually the total, yeah. It is, it is 49 points. Okay, so the next game that's happening on Saturday is Seattle going into the Dallas Cowboys. This is similar to that other game we just covered. Everybody's taking the Seahawks. Uh, the Cowboys are laying a point and a half. And uh, I don't understand why everybody's going from other than the one thing, which is Dallas had a reputation for fucking up. And, and that's it. But statistically, on every single measurement that you look at, you would favor the Cowboys. And the big one being the away record of the Seahawks is 4-4, four and four, and the Cowboys come into this 7-1 and one at home in the regular season. And even the game they lost, was they, they completely switched off against the Titans. But aside from that, they, they've, come, they've gone at home and beaten teams like um, the Eagles and New Orleans at home. So I, I don't know how... I don't know how you don't pick the Cowboys here. You know, I would pick the Cowboys as well. And this is, the, like you had said, this is the very interesting part about it is that the Cowboys always shit themselves, always trip over their own dicks, and always find a way to fuck up. And that's what everyone is counting on. And then on the other side of the coin, you have Seattle, who can't win away from their house. If they're in their house, they can go to the Super Bowl. It's ridiculous. And when they're away from there, they forget how to play. So it's kind of like if you bread some butter and drop it, it always lands butter down first. If you drop a cat, it always lands on its feet. So if you strap the breaded butter to the cat's back and drop it, what's going to happen? That's what we're going to find out this week. What do you think? I, I, I'm going for the Cowboys. I will pick the Cowboys. I think they're fine. It's, they got a good defense. Um... They're playing better. They got that momentum from the last week's win, which was fantastic, last second stuff. Um, I, I think this finally stops with them, and they, they get over the hump. And I would love to see the rematch between them and the Saints. Um, and it's it's all about defense. That, that's what it comes down to. But then everyone said it's about Dak Prescott. If he shits his fucking bed, then it's going to be an issue. So we'll move on to Sunday where Baltimore Ravens are playing the Chargers and this line has now gone up to the Chargers getting three points here against the Ravens. I will go on the limb and I am saying the Chargers win this game. They lost to Baltimore earlier. I don't think um, they do it a second time to an experienced quarterback uh, like Rivers. I think he kind of figures them out. They've been playing on the road all year. picking this team to win the AFC so I have to go with them here I do think the winner of this game will AFC. win I said AFC okay, go ahead. yeah I think the winner of this game wins the AFC um, 
I don't think the Chargers have a home field, so I don't think they're going to be going, be bothered going away from home for the whole of the playoffs. They're just, the Chargers are, don't, don't get me wrong, they are the best team. And even though defensively, the statistics don't don't say that they're, that they're great defensively, that's because Bosa didn't come back in for a while. So imagine what this could be. Now they've got everybody back. However, I just feel that the team with this, this, we have now gone to the second best defense. We now, I now know that as a fact. We didn't know exactly what the stats were when we did our show, but um, I checked. The Bears are now number one, so the Ravens are now number yeah. two. Uh, they're also number two for the run. Um, I just think it's difficult to beat a team that defend like that and run the ball the way that they do. Um, it's going to be a lot of clock killed in this game the Chargers struggled with it the first time round and I think that they'll struggle again but don't get me wrong the winner of this for me ends up going to the Super Bowl on the AFC side I'm going to take Baltimore because I think Baltimore will end up in the final uh, sorry in the Super Bowl as you guys don't use the term final but um, the conference final definitely and um and yeah, I just but but it wouldn't surprise me. This is this is the one game I don't want any part of at all. I don't it's weird. I don't like any of the AFC games at all. It's so fucking wide open. And even when these two teams yeah. get through, it's wide open there as well. If you're looking at the NFC side, I'm easy, I'm gonna give you a spoiler here. I'm picking the Bears next. Um, I'm I took the Cowboys earlier. The Cowboys are gonna go to New Orleans and get beaten. The Bears and the Rams is the only game which is going to be up in the air for me, which I'm, which I can't decide who's going to win. And the winner of that goes to New Orleans and gets beaten anyway. So the, the NFC for me is so easy, but we'll move on to your bears game. Your total started at five. They're now laying six and a half points against the Eagles, which means that people are betting on this. Like again, like they know the result. As you said, the Bears have the number one defense of the year. Everybody's back. Everybody's healthy. Um, that was always an issue. It's like if anyone could stay healthy, you say that in the beginning of the year for every pretty much team. You know, if we stay healthy, there's a, you know, do something here. And uh, by miracle, they are actually healthy. Uh, Falls has that bullshit magic, which is the only reason that people are worried about them. And it's like, oh, they've been here before. They have the experience of it. They know how to, you know, win this because Falls has done it before. They're, they're broken down and hurting in the secondary. They're, like, not good at all there. Um, nobody can run on Chicago. So it's got to be Bulls throwing the ball this whole time. Now, if they get pressure on him, they, we, I got locked down uh, secondary. I don't know where he is throwing this ball. It has to be very – their key would be hike throw. It's got to be little tiny throws, little slants, little quick out. Uh, so they don't have that defensive line get in Fall's ass because as soon as he gets hit, those ribs are going to know about it. His sternum problem, if Akeem Hicks lands on him one time to start this thing, this could be an issue for them. I just think overall, you know, I'm always used to being a beaten wife with my team and expecting you know the worst. But if I look at it just like a normal person looking at these two teams, uh, they, the Bears should beat the piss out of them. There, there's no... They shouldn't be in the same uh, game together. Yeah, my only concern is that last week you had the Minnesota Vikings beaten and you had the opportunity to take your starters off, let them pretty much win the game and then get them at your home field 
and beat the piss out of them again because you know how to do it. You did it on their patch last week. Kirk, has, Kirk Cousins is even worse on the road. You could have beaten this team for the third time. You've decided to beat them last week. And, or sorry, if you'd lost to them, you would have been just, you would have beaten them at half time, but you know you could have beaten them. You know you could have beaten them this week. And you've decided to let the Eagles come through. And that seems like a risky thing to do when this guy is throwing around all the magic and everything. But as a gambler, I don't bet on magic. I bet on stats and I bet on what I can see. And I do think that this guy is going to be too much for him. And I do think that when this Eagles run comes to an end, you know, from winning the Super Bowl last year to going on this amazing run at the end and making the playoffs, I think it will end horrifically. And I can honestly see the Bears running up the score here. Like not just covering seven, like covering 20. And, and I think that's how it can end for the Eagles this weekend because I don't think it's going to end with them going out on a fucking field goal on overtime or anything like that. I just think that the Bears stop them. And Trubisky, it, it, this will be the right time for him to be able to learn how to throw it through the air because this is what this team aren't good at. The Bears are... The, 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 um, the Eagles are quite decent at defending on the run. So I don't think you'll be able, to be able to run all over them. If you guys are trying to run and then your guys are stopping them getting points, the total on this game is going to go way, way, way under and it's set at 41. But if everybody's trying to run the ball, this is going to end up being under 20 points. Do you not think? That's why I don't worry because he did that against the Rams and the Bears won that game. And, and, the, and the Bears won the game by nine. Yeah, and you would figure the Rams have a much better offense than the fucking Eagles. Do. Oh, miles bad. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I don't think the Bears are going to have a, a problem here. Uh, what's your let's let's finish out with our locks before before I give you a second to think about it. I'm just going to do my underdog and teaser to start with, and we'll finish with our locks. Um, so my teaser, my six-point teaser, I'm going to add six points to the um, to the total on... Let me just check what this total was again. It's 49. So I'm going to add six points to the total on the... Um, 
on the Colts and Indianapolis game. So I'm going to take under 55 in that game. I'm going to take under 47 in the Bears-Eagles game. And I'm going to take the Chargers with plus nine points. So that's going to be the teaser. Uh, the underdog for the week, I'm going to take the Colts. And my lock is going to be the Dallas Cowboys minus one and a half points. What are you going to do for your lock? I'm going with San Diego or L.A. Pardon me. I still say San Diego. I don't care. Um, I think uh, I think they stops here, like I said, and I think they win outright. Yeah, and I'm in a I'm I'm in a lock off with uh, Ryan on the Sports Gambling Podcast, and he's a Giants fan, and I can clinch the bet this week, and um, I would love to do it with the Dallas Cowboys because that would be the perfect ending to this bet to to clinch it with the team that he hates the most in the entire league. So I think that's that will be double that's double jeopardy for me because I could allow him back in it, but I actually don't know what his lock is. I have to listen to those guys' show, but I think I will. Say, Chicago because then he has to uh, he has to sit there and root for Philadelphia. Well, I'm only allowed one, but it was it was between those two. I think I like the Bears laying when it was less, when it was five. But I, the thing that's put me off is not the number. The thing that's put me off is the public. I don't like being with the public because I've never seen a poor I've never seen a poor bookmaker. And obviously these books they these books they get rich from taking the money off the stupid public and I don't want to be on the public with something that 68% of the money is on the Chicago Bears who are the most bet team of the whole week and that is what puts me off because it's very unlike it's not very often where you have all the public celebrating a result, but that will be the case on Sunday if the Bears cover the spread. Uh, I just don't want to be with those guys, so that's why I'm taking Dallas. Sounds good. All right, where can we where can we find you and all your nonsense? Uh, my nonsense is at Real Wrestlingus. That's spelled Wrestling Us or LingusMafia.com for all your Lingus Mafia needs. Do a podcast every Tuesday where we go over that are going on as well as wrestling as well as chicks whatever whatever's happening that week in the news just rambling along He's also with me on the Dirty Sheets feed on the NFL show and Wrestling Therapy which is a show which is nothing about wrestling it's it's the therapy that you get that you need after you watch wrestling at the moment because the product is so bad so make sure you check it out All right, I'm going to I'm going to uh, say bye to you now and carry on with my uh, real football Cheers, man. So at this point, we are going to move on to the EPL show portion of the show. Uh, obviously, as I said, it's FA Cup week. We sort of recap those Premier League games, the one we did not recap earlier, and uh, I'm saving it to this portion, is the Manchester City-Liverpool game. That's why this podcast is later than usual this week, because there was a Thursday game between... Manchester City and Liverpool and we did take City to win that game and Manchester City thank God did win that game they, they should now still win the title it's weird because last season I was very anti-City and I'm still no means a City supporter or, or think that they what they're doing is good for football but I've grown up hating Liverpool and 
Liverpool winning the league would be, be so much worse. What was even more brilliant is that everybody shares that consensus and it's not about being a Man United fan or being an Everton fan or clubs that are supposed to hate Liverpool. Everybody just hates Liverpool. They hate this clown of a manager that they've got who puts all the attention of himself and runs on the pitch when they scored and he's getting so many extra lives just because he hugs his players and does uh, good media interviews. It's just... It just it's just so much to hate. You hate the players, you hate the supporters. Like we had supporters saying that um, Vincent Company should be banned for nine games for calling uh, Mo Salah a pussy simply because uh, one of their players was banned. Um, let's have a look at If Suarez, let's have a look what he's actually said. Focus Firmino, who's a Liverpool uh, fan page. If Suarez got an eight-match ban for abusive language, then company deserves the same here. So Liverpool fans are the type of fans that think calling someone a pussy warrants the same ban as racist abuse. That That's basically the type of fan base that we are. And the guy that retweeted this basically summarised it by saying... And quite, quite perfectly, um, a Liverpool fan here comparing racism to being called a pussy. If anyone is wondering why the whole of football came together tonight, this is why. And they come together because this is what Liverpool are. They're scum. Their supporters are scum. The city is scum. The, the club is scum. These, these are the same people that killed 39 Juventus fans and then four years later wanted sympathy when 89 of their own fans were killed by their own, sorry, 96 of their own fans were killed by their, their own supporters. It was in 1989. That's why I got confused. In 89, when they killed their own supporters by rushing into the ground so they could see the kickoff and all going through the same game pushing past the police and then murdering their own fans and then wanting to blame the police for that and in the end it was it was judged that the police didn't handle the situation correctly but you're fucking humans you're not animals you don't need to rush into your screaming supporters to get into the ground to see a football match it's just really funny well it's not funny it's just ironic I would say how they openly killed 39 supporters a year before, uh, four years before got all English teams banned from Europe and then four years later another 96 people die at another one of their games but it's not happening to any of the other 19 clubs in football but it's never their fault that's the problem with Liverpool it's never their fucking fault nothing ever is Liverpool's fault they're always the victims nothing's the fault of Liverpool or Liverpool supporters or anything they're complete victims all the time this is why everybody fucking hates them which is why it's so satisfying so 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 satisfying to see them get beat and I will literally come in my pants without making any contact with myself I can pro I will probably just stand there and come in my pants if Liverpool end up blowing this now and don't end up winning this league I fucking hate Liverpool so much and I passionately hate them and my passion is shared by so many people and it was such a beautiful thing last night to see them blow it and hopefully they go on to to, to do that they hopefully they go on and blow the league um, completely I don't even want it to be close everybody says oh it's some people are being diplomatic and saying oh it's great we want a close title race and all this I don't I don't want anything to be close I want Liverpool to fuck off and never win anything for the rest of my life as long as I live and uh, so far it's so good it's been 13 years since I've had to see scumbag pieces of shit lift any kind of trophy and um, it's been 30 years <laughs> 
30 years since they won the Premier League. I've, I've actually got some, uh, let's have some fun and read out some of these memes here and uh, and look at some of the things that have happened since Liverpool last won the league. So since Leeds Liverpool last won the league, Paul Scholes made his debut, won the Premiership 12 times, retired, came out of retirement, won it again and retired again. Let's have a look at another one. Since Liverpool last won the league, Peter Schmeichel signed for Man United, won the league five times, retired, had a son, and he won the league with Leicester City, which is Kasper Schmeichel. Since Liverpool last won the league, David De Gea was born, grew up, joined Man United, and won the league. Since Liverpool last won the league, Facebook and Twitter have been founded. This means no Liverpool fan has ever tweeted, we've won the league. Wayne Rooney has gone from having hair to having no hair to having hair again. Did you know Zinazine Zidane had hair the last time Liverpool won the league? Since Liverpool last won the league, Sir Alex Ferguson has won the English Premier League 13 times, the European Cup two times, the FA Cup five times, 10 charity shields, signed 99 players, got OBE, was knighted and wrote a best-selling book and retired. Since Liverpool last won the Premier League, things that were invented since Liverpool last won the Premier League, the iPad, the iPhone, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Blu-ray, HDTV, Netflix, Xbox 360, FC Michelin and the Man United goalkeeper David De Gea. So I think that pretty much says it all. It's absolutely hilarious. I just hope to God that Man City don't fuck it up now and Liverpool don't go on to get back into this and win the league I mean it's weird to get back into this they are actually still four points ahead but the mentality around at the moment is that they blew it a draw yesterday would have kept them seven points to clear a win would have mean they would have been ten points ahead which would have meant they surely won the league but but that doesn't look like to be the case at the moment I looked at the running extensively and um, I have Manchester City winning the league now by three points. And I was being very conservative that hopefully Liverpool fuck up more games than that. Uh, for example, I've given them the win in the next EPL game against Brighton away. Um, they could be shell-shocked by this result and they could come out and not get a result at Brighton. Man United have been beaten at Brighton this season. Arsenal have been held there in recent weeks. So... Hope is high. Hopes are high for Liverpool to fuck this up because we fucking hate Liverpool. And um, hit me up if you uh, if you agree at the at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network's Twitter account. So let's look at some of the games. I've selected games for this show. Obviously not going to run through 64 cup ties. This would be a three-hour show. And uh, ain't nobody got time for that. So um, let's have a look at what we do want to have a look at. I've tried to pick out games where I think squads have enough depth to, to win these games and justify the price that they've been put at. So we'll start with Man United at home to Reading, where Man United are 1-9. to nine. It's 15-2 to, to draw and 22-1 to one on Reading. Reading are a team that have struggled in their league this season. They've got a new manager in. He's not doing very well. Our new manager is doing Excellent. I think there's great value here on Man United to win this game with a minus two handicap at even money. If you look at the players who are going to come in here, if they do rest 
the likes of uh, Paul Pogba, uh, Marcus Rashford. I'm trying to think who is else now constitutes a regular because Solskjaer has rotated this team so much. I would guess David De Gea and Victor Lindelof have played quite frequently. Luke Shaw. If you rest those players, you're going to bring in the likes of Dal Dot. Uh, Romero's going to go and goal. Chris Small and Phil Jones are probably going to play. Um, Fellaini's going to come into the team. Romelu Lukaku's going to play. Alexis Sanchez is a reserve at this point. He's going to come in and play. Uh, Lingard. These players are going to do a job on Reading. No problemo. They are going to come in here and and put this, this Reading team to the sword. Um, and already off the back, going to get back on the lock train with Man United. And I think Man United minus two will definitely be the lock for this show um, unless we stumble onto something better. But I don't think Man United are going to have any problems in taking Reading apart tomorrow. So let's look at another game on this slate. And this is an interesting one because it doesn't feature a team that you would consider to be massive Premier League frontrunners. But it's Woking going up against Watford. And this one takes place on Sunday. Woking are 12-1 to to win this game. Watford are 1-5. to And it's 11-2 to on the draw. Um, the reason I picked this one out is because it's considered a derby and it's considered the M25 derby is what they call it. Now, Woking are the fairy tale story in the FA Cup. And I think that's why, and because of the derby as well, why Watford are only one to five because they are a non-league team. Now, there's five leagues apart. I don't even know how you even this out or make any kind of comparison if I was to use uh, the NFL equivalent. So it would be like, I don't know, I guess um, the NFL, an NFL team playing a Canadian football team or maybe a lower, a very low ranked college team. It's a complete mismatch on paper is this game. And Watford are a team that do rotate their players anyway. The Watford team does differentiate from week to week. So for me, it would not be surprising to see Watford win this game quite comfortably. Yes, you might not see the likes of Troy Deeney playing, but Isaac Success will come in. Uh, Ken Semmer would end up playing. I don't know if you'll see Decore, but you may see Etienne Capu. You'd see Nathan Shalaber, uh, Tom Cleverley would play. It's still going to be a much stronger team than Woking. And you would fully expect Watford to win this game without conceding a goal. But I'm not going to take that risk. I'm going to take Watford on the minus one handicap in this game, which is available at what I consider to be a pretty generous price of four to six. And um, I do think Watford will win this game relatively comfortably and go through to the next round of the FA Cup. I think the fairy tale story for Woking will end here in the third round of the Cup. Moving on to the next game, and we're going to quickly flip it back to Saturday. Sorry to go all over the place. I've written these down in the order that I like them as opposed to um, running chronologically. So as we get further down the show, <laughs> please note that I'm liking these picks less and less. So I've started with my lock, which was Man United minus two. Second choice was Watford minus one. So as we run through, and it's only going to be six selections on this one, um, I, I'm making you aware that I'm doing these in the order that I like them. So here we are looking at Derby versus Southampton. Derby from the Championship are seven to four to win this game. 
It's nine to four to draw, and it's six to four on the Premier League team Southampton. Derby earlier on in the season knocked Manchester United under Jose Mourinho out of the Carabao Cup. They got a draw at Old Trafford in a game that they were winning 2-1, and we got a very late goal from Fellaini, and then they still beat us on a penalty shootout. Derby are no joke. They're managed by Frank Lampard. They're playing some serious football, and the champion the championship isn't a joke. That is a decent league. It's probably the most exciting league in Europe, but obviously it's a second tier league, so people don't really look at it. We certainly don't ignore it in England, and the teams that come up from the championship are always um, are always competitive, more or less, other than this year, where well, actually, it, it's not other than this year, because Cardiff are competing. I do think Cardiff will go down, but there's no way that you can say that Cardiff are not competing. I think Fulham will stay up. Um, I think they tried to compete too much when they came up, playing the football that got them promoted from the championship. But look at Wolves. Wolves came up from the championship. There's absolutely no way that they're going down. And Derby are a strong championship team. They're competing for the automatic promotion places. They'll probably end up finishing short of that and being in the playoffs. But as I said, they're married, managed by Frank Lampard, who's made some very good signings. He's used his contacts as well and his name to get players on loan, players that probably would have been too good to play at this level of football and probably would have been too good to play for Derby. In addition to that, on the other side of the coin, you've got Southampton team that are more focused on trying to stay in the Premier League. And you get this all the time you get teams disrespecting the cup um for some, I don't understand that mentality Claude Puel at Leicester does it all the time where he'll rest players and focus on a mediocre league position like finishing eighth over tenth is more important than having a cup run it's so fucking stupid the mentality is dumb I don't know what the Southampton manager is going to do but I'm going to go under the assumption that they will rest players. And I don't think Southampton are good enough to rest players and, and guarantee themselves qualification against Derby. So I am picking Derby County tomorrow as my underdog to win this game and go through to the next round of the cup. What I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to give the bet a bit more legs. I'm going to pick Derby to outright qualify, which is available at six to five and Southampton are at four to six. What this does is it doesn't mean Derby have to get it done the first time round. It means that if it does go to a replay, Derby have still got a chance of getting a result at Southampton. And I don't think Southampton are going to want any part of a replay given the schedule that Premier League teams have. That's going to be my official pick for this game. But when we pick the underdog later on the show, I will be taking Derby outright in 90 minutes to win this game. Up next, we're looking at Everton versus Lincoln, where Everton are one to seven. Lincoln are 18 to one. They are from League Two, three leagues below Everton, but they are first. And the draw is 13 to two. Now, I've picked this game because Everton desperately, desperately, desperately needs to come out and do something in front of their home supporters. It's a fucking shit show at Everton at the moment. They've replaced Sam Allardyce to play this brand of football under Marco Silva, and they're playing some lovely stuff in front of goal, except one thing, they can't stick the ball in the goal. So there's no point playing good football for the first 100 yards of the pitch and being able to do nothing in the last bit, which is exactly what Everton are right now. They are not able to put the ball in the back of the net. However, they were able to score five goals against Burnley a few weeks ago. 
I think this Everton team are desperate for a performance and I'm going to take them here to cover just a very simple minus one handicap so it doesn't need to be a three goal win like the Man United bet they just need to win this game by more than one goal so two goal win will be enough and that is available at four to seven for Everton here to cover the minus one handicap against League Two Lincoln I would think that even if Everton bring in their players uh, the sub players such as someone like Tosin who was a massive signing for them last season under Allardyce. I believe he cost over £25 million. You would think that somebody like Tosin coming into the team will be able to boost their confidence and goal tally and will be able to score goals here against Lincoln in this game. So I'm going to take Everton minus one in this one. A couple more games to cover. Last game I'm going to look at from Saturday is going to be Actually, I'm going to look at a couple of games for Saturday. I'm going to add one extra pick onto this podcast. So we're now going to go for seven selections on this podcast because I've just found an extra game that I want to I want to definitely have a look at. So the first one is going to be Blackpool versus Arsenal, where Arsenal are two to nine favourites to win at Blackpool. Blackpool are ten to one, and Arsenal are nineteen to four. This is a um, this is a tough one because Arsenal don't have too much of a squad, but I do think that Arsenal's need for trophies is quite great to the point where I don't think Arsenal are going to be one of these teams that do rotate their squad too much. I think what we're going to see here is a Europa League type mentality where Arsenal, if let's not forget, have gone through by winning every single game in that Europa League, bar one. So I do think Arsenal are going to implement a couple of first-team players here and are going to try and win this game as comfortably as possible. So like the Everton game, I will be taking Arsenal on a minus one handicap. It is a much better price. It's available at four to five. But I do think Arsenal are going to make every effort here to win this game and put themselves in line for a trophy. Obviously, they just went out of the Carabao Cup against Tottenham. They don't look like they're going to finish in the top four in the Premier League. And they've been handed a nice tie here against a League One team who are sitting mid-table in League One. And you would expect some of the Arsenal first-team players to take the pitch. I think one of either Lacazette or Aubameyang will play this game. Probably Lacazette, I would say. And uh, I think there'll be goals in it for Arsenal. I think they'll win this game by more than one goal. Up next, we are going to look at um, Norwich against Portsmouth. Now, these are two teams that are flying high, but they are one league apart. Uh, Norwich are second in the championship and Portsmouth are first in League One. I would think both these teams are going to be distracted by other ambitions, but I think in the meantime, Norwich will be keen to have some kind of cut run to see how they compete against the big boys because... I think the general belief is that Norwich weren't supposed to be here and there's they're by no means a guarantee to get promoted. I think Norwich may drop out of the automatic promotion places and end up playing in the playoffs and the playoffs is a complete lottery. It's four teams going into two semi-finals, going into the final for one spot in the Premier League. You cannot guarantee yourself an opportunity to qualify 
from the playoffs and get to the Premier League via the playoff route. It's just not something you want to bank on. They're going to want to bank on automatic promotion. And the fact, like I said, the fact they're even competing for it is a complete bonus because these Norwich fans were not expecting this this season. And I would think that given the opportunity to rub shoulders with Premier League opposition via the FA Cup and being given a nice home draw against a team in a lower league will be a good opportunity for Norwich. And if Norwich... Uh, to rub shoulders with Premier League opposition and if Norwich rest players well Portsmouth are going to rest players as well I think these two teams whatever they do will equal out to this just being two teams playing one league apart and getting Norwich at this price of three to four I'm going to take Norwich to win this game here and qualify for the next round of the FA Cup the final selection I'm going to look at is again on Saturday. There are other games here that I could have looked at. Wolves are playing against Liverpool and on the Monday game. Uh, Manchester City are playing against Rotherham. In fact, we will pick that City game. We won't analyse it at all. We'll keep it really simple. Man City are 1-14 to favourites to win that game. If they rotate their squad, no matter what they do, they'll cover a uh, they'll cover a minus two differential against Rotherham. No problem. So that's that game covered very quickly. A game I'm going to cover more extensively will be Chelsea against Nottingham Forest, where Chelsea are 2-9 to nine to win this game. It's 5-1 to one the draw. And it's 12 to 1 on Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest are just sitting outside of the um, the playoff places in the championship. They're sitting in seventh. They've just managed to beat Leeds, who I think are the best team in the championship. Um, Chelsea will obviously be looking for a trophy this season, but I think they'll be more focused on the top four. I think they'll feel that they'll be able to rest players here. So I don't expect to see Eden Hazard play. I think you might see Hudson-Odoi play, Loftus-Cheek, maybe Morata or Giroud, maybe both. Ross Barkley will come in and that's still a strong Chelsea team. And that's a Chelsea team that are going to go through. But, are this Chelsea team going to annihilate this Forest team? I don't think so. I think Forest are going to be able to score in this game. And I think Forest may be good enough to cover a, min- a handicap of minus three. I don't think Forest are going to get beaten in this game by four goals. And that handicap is available to you at minus 200, one to two. If you want to be even braver and think Forrest only loses this game by one go- one goal, the plus two handicap for Forrest is available at six to five. I think Chelsea will win this game, but I do think Chelsea will win this game by one goal, maybe two. I don't think Nottingham Forest are going to be humiliated here. They're a good team who play good football that have given good sides a lot of trouble. And if Chelsea are not at their best here, they're going to struggle. And Chelsea are already not going to be at their best from the kickoff because I know that they're going to come into this resting players. This is not going to be a cakewalk for Chelsea. And I think uh, Nottingham Forest are able to keep this within the three goals here and cover the handicap in this game. So, closing out with the lock dog parlay for the show, I've given you a lock already. Man United under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to cover the minus two handicap against Reading. I think that will come through comfortably. My dog, I've also already given you, I think Derby are going to knock Southampton out of the FA Cup this weekend. I think that game is primed for an upset. I think the teams are actually quite equal. And I think Derby will be able to beat Southampton and knock them out of the cup. As for the parlay, going to keep this one simple. I've gone for three teams whose supporters will feel like they should have a run in this competition and should 
actually be up there with a shot of winning this competition. So I have gone for Arsenal to win outright at Blackpool. I have taken Manchester City on that minus two handicap and I've taken Everton to minus one. And if you were to bet £100 on this parlay, you would end up winning 298 So nearly paying out at two to one that one so that's Arsenal Man City minus two and Everton minus one that concludes this edition of the EPL show which had the NFL wildcard picks at the start the lock was there for the NFL and obviously we covered the third round of the FA Cup regular EPL action will be back next week on the the fixtures taking place on the 12th of January and of course the European show will be back this week because La Liga is back you'll be able to hear the European show over on lockbetting.com the season record for the locks on the European show is currently sitting at 15 and 3 so make sure you go to lockbetting.com if you want to be a part of that and hear that. Lockbetting.com closed out last month with a profit of £2,422. That is the third month in a row that lockbetting.com has posted a total over two grand. 2437 in October, 2297 in November and as I just said 2,422 for December and we are going strong at the moment for this month in fact the NBA is absolutely killing it I was talking to Kramer over text about my NBA and he says he stays away from it we are currently on a 13-1-1 run landing the San Antonio Spurs again last night 13-1-1 so if you want to get in on that As I said, go and check out my website, lockbetting.com, where we are flying once again here in the month of January. So that concludes this edition of the EPL show. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening. 